No, you haven't lost your way. No, I haven't really changed things. I thought I'd catch your attention by having some different intro music for today's new feature on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. It'll be called Quick Hits, where I would take well, where I will take a subject and touch upon it for about twenty to thirty minutes. Now, it's going to probably be mostly sports, so I'm just wanting most of you people. But it's also going to use the 40 years of experience plus experience that I've had in college athletics. So we're going to be touching on things, take a simple one topic and break it down as much as possible. It could be NIL. It could be um, realignment. It can be... All different types of things that deal with, and, it's, and when I talk about sports, it's going to be mostly college sports where my information and background comes into play. I hope you'll continue to tune into this, enjoy this, and hopefully this becomes infotainment while I inform you and also entertain you. Maybe down the line we'll even take phone calls or try to make it as interactive as possible. Have you reached out to me through my email address and um, uh, send me questions? And maybe I'll send respond back to you when the next, the next topic and time of quick hits, and that way you can call in during that time. It's just a way for me to get more content on the podcast. As somebody once explained to me, it's all about content. Good content, bad content, it's all about content. And we'll be touching on today's topic, and I thought I'd make it a simple one for people to understand before we get into the deeper topics. And today will be about travel in college sports. And you may ask, travel? Well, when you hear people, other people talk about how uh, the changes in college athletics will be affected by travel, they have no clue what they're talking about because they never had to get a team ready to travel. And how those schedules are set and uh, how it's really going to affect college sports. So we're going to do that here next, here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Our summers are so short in Minnesota, it can be easy to forget about important safety measures. And when extreme heat is involved, safety is even more critical. Here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones, including your pets, safe and comfortable. One, remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle. 
Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air conditioning as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast and prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable. If we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. JB's Low Tech Podcast, uh, new future feature, as I stated earlier, quick hits, where I take a topic and break it down with my uh, years of experience in college athletics, and I, as I stated, I do something a little light today before we get into the heavy stuff, like NIL and uh, realignment and and all the other crazy things that are going on in college sports. The thing that you, that you, as a consumer of college athletics, need to understand is college sports will not look the same in the next five to ten years if you have grown accustomed to seeing. Many different topics are going to affect all of that, from Title IX to, like I said, NIL, maybe pay-for-play, uh, Conference realignment, uh, championship structures, media, all these things are being re-sculpted by the leaders of these, of these schools, the, the presidents and board of regents and uh, athletic directors are all and conferences are all changing the way all of this is going to look for people. And as people describe and talk about how these things are going to change and the media covers it, I find that one of the topics that they get wrong constantly because of their lack of knowledge or their, as you can plain and simply say, their ignorance 
on this subject matter is travel. And travel is one that I'm going to touch today. It's light, um, so we're going to have at it. You hear these guys, uh, people in the media talk about, oh, how, how are these poor students going to survive travel? This, all this realignment, you know, USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten. How are they going to handle going to Rutgers to play a football game? Or how is Penn State going to handle going out to California to play a football game? Here's the dirty little secret. It's not a big deal. And I'll break it down and give some examples for you, different sports and how they handle it. Because, again, the way the media talks about it, oh, how are they going to run a track meet? UCLA, those poor track kids at UCLA or USC, when they go to Minnesota to run a track meet, they will never come to Minnesota for a track meet unless it's a conference championship. Again, misinformation straight out of ignorance. Let me take the, the most thought about two sports that everybody thinks about, football and basketball. Well, let's start with football. One, you know, you, you travel normally you travel on a Friday charter. You get to your location, you get to your hotel. Maybe you may go to the stadium that you're gonna play in and do a walkthrough. And when I talk about a walkthrough, I mean a walkthrough. They literally just walk on the surface and and leave. It's not like the old days where they would go and practice for a half an hour or so and um, then go back to the hotel. No, they literally go there to check out the playing surface, the locker room situation, get back on the bus, go back to the hotel. Football has always been a sport that has been a one-day trip. You get in on a Friday, you play on Saturday, you leave after the game, plain and simple. There is no stayover. There is no layover. It's a one day in and out. They're back to wherever they go to, whatever they go to school or live by, you know, Saturday evening. And, you know, people talk about uh, UCLA going to Rutgers to play a game. They go there. They lose three hours because of the time change, but they still play the game. And then they gain those three hours back when they uh, travel back to California. Now, it's going to be rougher on, say, an Eastern school, Penn State, going to play USC because they're going to lose those three hours. But again, they will be back, or, you know, late Saturday night or early Sunday morning, get to sleep in, and... Uh, resume their college experience from that. And again, chartering. Very nice hotel stay. It's not like they're flying commercial to um, stay at the Red Roof Inn or anything like that. Basketball. Again, men's and women. Charter. And probably will, uh, most of the time you have a what is called a travel partner. but And the tra- what the travel partner means is, no, that school doesn't travel with you. It means that they will be at one location that you will then go to next 
So on a Thursday, maybe Minnesota goes to Minnesota goes to Ohio State and plays uh, basketball, and their travel partner, who is Wisconsin, goes to Penn State and plays basketball. And then for Saturday, you flip that. Minnesota heads to Penn State. Wisconsin heads to Ohio State. And then they play their games, and they fly back home. Again, charter. Again, they uh, miss little to no school time. And understand, and I know people have that question, how is this going to affect school time? I'll get to that later in this whole travel scenario. But what travel partners set up is the, the way of getting to two locations in a couple of days. So the kids aren't flying back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Or maybe the schedule is set up where they, for that week, they only play one um, one opponent in basketball for that week. And then they have a bye for the rest of the week. And they fly out to wherever, play the game, charter, fly back home that night, miss no school, miss no classes. So that's uh, football and basketball. Then I know people talk about, oh, how hard is it going to be? And the one sport I just I mentioned earlier was track. How hard is it going to be for UCLA to go to Minnesota to, to run a track meet? Again, out of ignorance. Track teams don't have competitions in that way. Number one, you got to remember, they're never competing against schools until you get to either the conference meet or the NCAA meet or a regional. Before that, track teams, cross-country teams are competing against time and distance in heights. That's how they qualify. Again, they're competing against time, distance, height. They're not competing against schools. So then that leads maybe to your question, so how do they compete? They normally compete regionally, and I mean very regionally. Say the University of Minnesota is competing on a Tuesday or a Thursday, they will either be hosting a meet or be going to a meet at St. Thomas University or North Dakota State, somewhere very close where they can either they can take a bus or they can take their own car and go to compete, come back. They don't have dual meets in <laughs> in college track. So don't get caught up in people's ignorance about, oh, how is... So then you say, well, what about USC? They will either host or they will go to some smaller college in their region and compete because they're not competing against the other schools that show up at those meets. There aren't trophies handed out for first, second, and third place teams and whatnot. They are competing against time, distance, height. That is what they're competing against. So I hope that clears that up. 
then you then you take sports like volleyball, soccer, wrestling, uh, baseball, and softball. Well, I'll separate baseball and softball, but soccer, wrestling, volleyball, they normally compete, and I talked about this earlier, the travel partner where you go to one location one day, then you move on to the other one within a weekend. So you kill two birds with one, basically one trip in a weekend. Some talk about hockey. Hockey is normally, you go to one location, you play two games. It could be Friday, Saturday. It could be Friday, Sunday, depending on the schedule. And then you leave after that game and you come back and you're back ready for school on Monday. It's always been that way. It's not going to change. Uh, baseball, softball, basically under the same umbrella. They leave on Thursday, play on Friday, play on Saturday, and play a getaway game on Sunday. That's, that's in conference. Baseball will even do that non-conference. They don't have a lot of um, non-conference tournaments in the beginning of the season. They normally play a lot of, they'll have a few, but they baseball will normally play a three-game weekend series, just like pro baseball does, and get, like I said, leave Thursday evening, get there Thursday night to wherever the location there is. Yeah, they are flying commercial. Most of these teams we're going to start talking about now are flying commercial. They may get a a charter flight here and there, but for the most part, they're flying commercial. But still, yet and all with that, they're flying commercial. They're staying in nice hotels. They get there Thursday, get to sleep in. Friday, they uh, will normally get up. Work out at the field, come back, eat a meal, get dressed in the hotel for the game, go play the game, get back, turn their laundry in. Excuse my voice. Turn their laundry in and uh, rest up for the next day. And then play on Saturday and then do this rinse, repeat, wake up on Sunday Pack up, take all the stuff out of the room, play the game, head to the airport, get back Sunday night for classes on Monday. It's always been that way. It's not going to change. Softball is basically the same thing in conference. And maybe sometimes they'll play a three-game uh, three series uh, on the road, and especially northern schools like Minnesota, you can't play outside in the wintertime here. And the baseball and softball seasons start in February. We're lucky. We have uh, U.S. Bank Stadium where the baseball teams play, our baseball team will play some of its home games there, and softball 
will play a tournament there. Understand about softball. Again, it's not about winning a softball tournament. It is going there to compete, to get yourself ready for conference play. And you wind up playing three, three, maybe four games. It's very rarely it's four. Most of the time it's three games. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just like baseball, you stay in, in a nice hotel. You're checking out Sunday morning. You're going to play the getaway game. And then after the game, you shower. You go to the airport. And you come home. Gymnastics, sports like gymnastics and swimming and rowing will normally have like one event a week. And with all these changes and adding more people to the conference schedule is not going to add more competition events per week or per season. It'll probably just mean that you compete more in your conference than it does in um, the non-conference. Now, sports like gymnastics and wrestling may also do travel partner scenario. And again, that's be in, like you take wrestling, uh, be it in Indiana for, uh, let's not take Indiana, be in Michigan for one meet, then move on to Michigan State for the next, while Iowa, I mean not Iowa, whereas Wisconsin is doing the reverse that weekend. But again, it's not adding any, it's been done this way for years, it's not changing anything. I don't know why the media keeps beating that drum. Maybe it's athletic directors who are trying to uh, drum up support for the old oh, war is me or whatever. But again, these media people have no idea what travel schedules, especially for what they what I used to call non revenue which they now call Olympic sports. And it's funny because at some schools, basketball is considered an Olympic sport, whereas here at Minnesota, it is considered a, not, uh, it is considered a revenue sport, and so is hockey. So it's all about terminology. It's all about how each conference handles different sports. So the next time you hear people talk about um, all these poor kids and the amount of travel they're going to have now with all these changes, stop, think about what you learned from, from this quick take and just shake your head at these uh, not, uh, Ill, ill-informed media people. Other things that happen because of travel, do they miss classes? Yes, but here's something that they never talk about. In a lot of cases, there is, there is a member 
of this of the the athletic department academic counseling staff along on that trip to set up uh, things such as maybe study time, also to set up any to uh, proctor any exams that they may be missing that weekend or day. Also to set up uh, computers and other items for the athletes to attend class virtually. As we learn through the COVID pandemic, as we all went virtual, the world can still continue to move on as we, as we continue, you know, as the students continue their school year, but also continue their academic career, uh, athletic and academic careers. It doesn't stop. It doesn't get put on pause. They just find creative ways to make sure that those young people are attending classes. But again, the media never asks, and they don't know, so they always continue to make comments out of ignorance out of, instead of out of being informed. It's about laziness on their part. The less work they have to do as media, the happier they are. And then when they get stuck, they just make some ill-informed, misinformed comment off the cuff and just think nobody's paying attention anyway, so they're not going to. Well, if they would just take a little time, they could make informed uh, statements and maybe inform the people who are watching the game. I can't tell you how many times I sit and watch a sport. And I tell people, because people ask me, why don't you come over and watch the game? And I tell people, I can't. And the reason why I can't is when I watch a game, I see a totally different game than you do from the misinformation the media is given to things happening on the field that you people will never see I once Kirk Cousins the Vikings quarterback played at Michigan State as a football player we were playing against Michigan State and I was at a local bar restaurant here in town at the time uh, Joe Sensors. Unfortunately, Joe Sensors is closed, but it was one of my favorite places to go. And they uh, were playing at Michigan State, as I stated, and me and a few friends gathered to watch the game. And I heard something. I heard something explode. And then I looked, and I saw a hole big enough for me to put my fist in in uh, Kirk Cousins' helmet. He ran to the sideline, tried on other players' helmets because he was the person who held on the extra point. So he had to get back out there. Maybe they were going two-point conversion. That I'm not clear on, but he had to get back out there. 
they got the extra point done on TV, went to a commercial break, came back, and they finally told people that his helmet exploded and there was a big hole in his helmet. Come to find out, Kirk Cousins actually suffered a concussion from the the sound reverbing inside the helmet, but that's neither here nor there. It's just an example of the lack of information or the laziness. And also it goes back to what I was stating earlier. I see a different game in people like me who have been in college athletics for so many years, and my experience was a 40-something-year experience. I see a totally different game than most others do. And believe me, we had to stay informed. And to finish my rant about the media on travel, the other part of that card, the reason why they don't want to talk about or face how this is going to affect them, not the athletes, them is because the entity that they're um, working for is going to limit their travel. They're either going to use people at that location or close to that location, or if you, (laughs) and I have to laugh when I see this, in some cases, you know, like the Big Ten will do softball games. And the announcer and the color analyst is not at the game location. They're in a studio in Chicago looking at the same feed we're looking at and trying to stay at least a half a step ahead of, of us on what we're watching and what we're seeing. Now, the seven-second delay kind of takes care of that. Um, yes, if you don't know what a seven-second delay, uh, it happens in, when you listen to radio, you look at TV, uh, live TV events. So that makes sure like there is no swearing or anything like that getting past. So the whole nipple slip with Janet Jackson, somebody was asleep at the switch. But anyway, getting back to media, they are upset that their opportunities to travel will be getting cut because they like to travel, stay in fancy hotels, eat high-class meals, on somebody else's dime and the somebody else's dime is the broadcast company or broadcast entity that's broadcasting the game. And I figured that and I learned that out doing the COVID thing when the Big Ten first announced that they weren't going to play football games and the Pac-12 followed suit and All the media people got up in arms, never thought about the kids' health and safety, and then twisted the kids' words when they, the kids came out and said they wanted to play. Of course they wanted to play. Their their young people with aspirations and hopes and dreams, and they thought that if we didn't play, that was going to hurt their aspirations. So those same media people took their hopes and aspirations and twisted it into, y'all see the kids don't, 
They want to play too. You're wrong, Big Ten. You're wrong, Pac-12. Well, the reason why those guys and gals were doing that had nothing to do with wanting the athletes to compete to be better. It had to do with, again, their own selfish reasons because they knew the less games that were going to be played, the less opportunities they all were going to have to broadcast games. The big stars in broadcasts have contracts. There's a lot of them out there that are independent contractors, meaning they only get paid by opportunity or by event or by game, however you want to put it. That is the way they get paid, and they were ticked off thinking about the income they were about to lose because the Big Ten and the, Big, and the Pac-12 were not going to play games and thought about how are they going to be able to pay the bills and this, that, and the other. And some were just bored because they were being, uh, they were thinking, now I'm going to be stuck in a house with my family because this time of the year I normally travel and I'm gone. And I don't have to deal with my kids all the time. It was all selfish. And when you hear them talk about how is this going to affect travel? Again, it's them being selfish because it's only affecting them and what they're going to get to do and what they're not going to get to do. And when they don't get to travel to this location or that location or they're made to do it virtually or whatever it is, it's all about them and nothing about the kids. So when they talk about how the schools have used the kids, Remember, they got blood on their hands, too, because they get to use the kids, too. With that, we'll be back in a second after this spot from my sponsor, Bradshaw and Bryant, and then we'll put a bow on the first quick hit infotainment here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Our summers are so short in Minnesota, it can be easy to forget about important safety measures. And when extreme heat is involved, safety is even more critical. Here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones, including your pets, safe and comfortable. One, remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle. Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air conditioning as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast and prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable. If we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. And we're back. 
to put a bow on today's show. Wanted to try something new, try some new content. Hey, tell me what you think. At as a, the way I spell my name for the podcast, J A Y B E E seven eight zero at Comcast.net. And again, that is as the same way I spell my name for the podcast, J A Y B E E seven eighty at Comcast.net. Also, you can send questions to me. Because we're going to, like I said, we're going to be touching on other topics for quick hits for college athletics. So questions you may have on NIL, name, image, and likeness, uh, conference realignment, conference scheduling. That was a big deal with the SEC calling itself the, the biggest and baddest, but they play the less of any Power 5 conference of conference games or any other topics that in college athletics that you may want to have me discuss here on on JB's low tech podcast, quick hits again. Thanks for listening to all my friends in college athletics. Thanks for educating me over the years. Congratulations to those of who have won championships in this past year. And as usual, continue to listen, tell a friend, let me know, and we'll keep trying to infotain here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. JB is my name, and f***ing up motherfuckers is my game. Right on. Negro, black, African American, black, black, black. Django. J.B. Damn, Dolomite. Great God in heaven, you know J.B. Our great Negro sex machine.